A reading from the gospel according to John. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many rooms. May I have the grace to speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is with his disciples, his intimate friends. It's the night before he is crucified. So there's an intimacy in this setting, and there's also an urgency. Jesus is offering words of comfort to them because he knows how the events are going to unfold. So he's trying to give them some last words to hold on to as they enter this time of suffering. 
And the words we've heard today are familiar to us. The first part of this passage is frequently read at funerals. Jesus says, don't be afraid. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house are many rooms, many dwelling places. And I go to prepare a place for you. One of those many rooms in God's house. As is often the case, the disciples are confused. They're asking questions. Where are you going? How do we know the way? How do we know the father? It strikes me that the answers that Jesus gives at this point are, are not really explanatory. They're almost like a telescoped statement that encapsulates all that they have done together over the years. It's as though someone said, explain multiplication to me and you start saying two times two is four. It encapsulates something, but it doesn't explain it. So Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. An encapsulation of all that they have done together over the years. It relies on that. It relies on their memories of that and their, their ability to recall that. And then Jesus says, no one comes to the father except through me. So for many of us, that's kind of a cringe moment. We're with you, Jesus. You're the way, the truth, and the life. And then we hear this statement that appears to be so exclusionary. No one comes to the father except through me. Frankly, sometimes in funerals, I don't read that sentence because I think it needs unpacking and it needs an understanding of a community. And often a funeral draws together people from a variety of backgrounds. And to hear that statement without an opportunity to, to develop it further seems to me um, a, a distraction at best and, and exclusion at worst. So what's going on here? First of all, the historical context of the writer of John is at the point when the temple has been destroyed and the, those who are following Jesus are beginning to separate from the traditional seat of, G, of Jewish worship and life, the synagogues, as they have experienced God through Jesus and are, are attempting to articulate that to others, they are accused of blasphemy. So when Jesus says, I am one with the Father, he's trying to affirm the monotheism that underlies Judaism, but he's also helping, helping those that are following him to see that they've had a different experience of God. He's inviting them into an experience of God that is different from the traditional ways of Torah as word of God. So remember, in John's gospel, we begin with the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the scene has been set through, through this whole gospel as Jesus as the incarnate word, Jesus as Torah come to live among us as God with us. And so the intimacy that, that Jesus experiences as he calls God Father is the kind of, of revelation of God that Jesus is inviting all of us into. And it is through that experience of God's love that we will encounter the Father as Jesus has done. The temple is gone. 
So when Jesus says, in my father's house, there are many rooms, it's a way of expanding our imagination beyond a particular place to an experience that's in our hearts, in our, in our relationships with each other, in our memories, and in the many places that we encounter God's love. Those are the new temple, a temple not made with hands, as the Bible says. So the, so the words are um, seemingly harsh or um, um, strong because it's a time when blasphemers, that is those who are following Jesus, are being persecuted. We've just seen that in the example in the book of Acts. Stephen is a follower of the way, a follower of Jesus, and he is stoned as the blasphemer. So there's a, so there's a danger in claiming this new identity. It's dangerous for those who are Jews, and it's also dangerous in relationship to the, to the Roman Empire, where the, where the emperor is considered to be divine. So, the, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of danger around here. So when Jesus says, do not be afraid, I am with you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. These are word, important words to hold on to. It's a powerful claim. Sadly for us Christians, over time, as we have become more powerful and less subject to persecution, those words have been turned in a way that I believe Jesus never intended. It's a way, when, when we say, if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't say Jesus' name, you are going to hell. I think that's, I think that's not what Jesus was about in saying, there are many rooms in my father's house. And through the experience of God's love, you will, you will come to that, you will come into one of those places. I think that's what Jesus is about. So it's not a weapon. It's an invitation. It's an invitation into a way of life that brings us into deep intimacy with God's love. The, the disciples have had such experiences. They've seen in Jesus in his healing, in his teaching, in his compassion, in his suffering, their relationship to God has been transformed through this person. He has become the way to help them see where, where God is and how God is active in the world. And there, that transformation then is sort of like falling in love. So then when you say, when the lover says, there's no one like my beloved in the whole world, that's a statement about love. It's not, a, it's not a proposition for an argument. When a mother says, isn't this baby the most beautiful one in the world? The polite response is yes, not, well, I don't know. I think I've seen better babies in my time. <laughs> that's, I think that's what's going on here. When Jesus says, through me, you will come to the Father. You will be transformed by an experience of God's unconditional love, God's forgiveness, God's mercy, and it will change your life. So these statements from Jesus are invitations to us. If, when we use them as weapons to beat each other up, to, to say who's in and who's out, 
to make distinctions and judgments and create oppressive uh, situations, I think we have, we have lost the sense of Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. And it's not easy. I mean, we all want bumper sticker answers. Uh, we, want, we want simplicity in the midst of the complexities that we live in. And the, and the, the simplicity that Jesus offers is as complex and as mysterious as God's love made real in the world. And it is that simple. So in Jesus, we see someone whose life is permeated with, his, with consciousness of God. And it enables him to speak and to heal, to welcome outsiders, to confront hypocrisy, to face hostility and death with a courage and calm that is not about blame, that offers forgiveness and a gift of new life. And for us who are following that way, it, it takes us a lifetime to live into that consciousness, step by step, day by day. We do it as individuals and we do it as a community. Jesus promises to be with us in the many rooms of our Father's house. We share our experiences with each other, our fears, our mistakes, our joys, and our glimpses of God's love. And in doing that, we support each other. We help each other find our blind spots. We help each other learn to forgive. We help each other to build God's community of justice. And we open up the many rooms in God's house. So right now, our temple is closed to us. We are in many rooms. We are in many places. And so I encourage you today and going forward, look for God in those many rooms. Maybe it's in your dining room that's right now serving as your, your classroom, your office, and your place of sharing meals. Maybe it's in your memory of your grandmother. Maybe it's in sick rooms where God's love is ministering to folks who are ill. The touch of, of doctors and nurses conveying God's presence, God's care. It's, those many rooms are in our hearts and they're in our relationships with each other. May you find those today. May you be blessed by memories and experiences that have helped you see God's love active in your life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Thanks be to God.